the romance of train travel never fades. Which is no doubt why Steamfest in the town of Maitland, New South Wales, is Australia's premier annual festival of steam. Steamfest attracts tens of thousands of people every year. And in 2021, it'll celebrate its 35th anniversary. Steamfest is a celebration of the region's steam and industrial heritage. So let's take a look at why this festival is at home in the Hunter Valley. My name's Vicky Kerrigan. I was born and bred in Maitland. I pay my respects to the Wanarua people, the unceded owners of the city we now know as Maitland. The Wanarua and neighbouring Awabakal and Waramai nations have their own stories of trade and travel across the region. But in this podcast, we're sharing stories from an era that was shaped by and depended on the coal industry. Located on the banks of the Hunter River, known as the Coquin to the Wanarua, Maitland's about 170 k's northwest of Sydney. Until the mid-1800s, our city was the second largest city in Australia after the capital of Sydney. The appeal of Maitland to settlers probably had something to do with the discovery of coal. The first coal deposit in Australia was discovered in the Hunter in 1791 by a convict called William Bryant. Settlers relied on coal for cooking and heating and later for fuel to power the steamships and steam trains. Maitland, with its natural and farmed resources, secured the future of the New South Wales penal colony. In the early 1800s, before the railway lines, overland travel to the fertile Hunter region was slow and arduous. Between inland Maitland and coastal Newcastle, bullocks would drag heavy drays across the muddy wetlands, often getting bogged along the 31-kilometre journey, which could take up to a day. Settlers needed to find an easier, more reliable transport route, so they looked to the river. During the 1820s, the port of Morpeth, around about 8 k's downstream of Maitland, was established. Morpeth sat on the banks of the deep and wide Hunter River, which could host the majestic and imposing coal-powered paddle steamers. The paddle steamers were the preferred form of transport until a railway line was built in the middle of the 19th century. The decision to construct a railway line to Maitland was made at a hotel in George Street, Sydney, on a Friday in April 1853. At this meeting, politicians and businessmen described Maitland as the most productive and important emporium in the New South Wales colony. The Sydney siders were most interested in coal. Coal was being sold in Sydney for £5 per tonne, but in Maitland, coal was delivered to homes for just three shillings. The original plan was for private investors to fund the railway line, and it included a businessman called David Jones. Now, we can't be exactly sure, but we reckon that's the same David Jones, the Welsh immigrant who founded the department store, which still bears his name today. The private investors didn't have the easiest time building the railway line, so eventually the government stepped in. 
Five years later, on the 30th of March, 1857, the Maitland to Newcastle railway line was officially opened. The day was so significant, it was declared a public holiday. Interestingly, the time it takes to travel by train between Maitland and Newcastle has not changed since the line opened almost 200 years ago. A train timetable from the late 1800s has a train departing Maitland at 6.53pm and arriving into Newcastle at 7.40pm. A journey of just over 40 minutes is how long it takes today. Steamfest is a celebration of the Hunter Valley's industrial history. It's held annually at Maitland train station, which opened in 1880. The grand first-class brick and stone building with chimney shafts, arched doorways and large bay windows is a place of such significance it's protected by a government heritage listing. Stand on platform one today, waiting to board a train to head south towards Sydney or north towards Queensland, and you can imagine the stories that station could tell. All the people who have used that platform as a portal to visit loved ones. How many million suitcases have been lugged onto carriages? The gallons of tears shed as soldiers headed off to war. And the joy that was felt when they returned home. Maitland Station has flooded many times. The worst was in 1955. The 55 flood was one of the most devastating natural disasters in Australia's history. When you stand on Platform 1 and look up towards the old station building, you can see the high watermarks at 4.2 metres above the railway line. Much less significant than world events, but just as important to those of us who grew up in Maitland, was the fact that the railway line connected broody, bored teenagers, that was me in the 1980s, to the beaches of Newcastle on those not uncommon 35 degree summer days when Maitland felt like a furnace. We would catch an old red rattler to Newcastle for the day and return sunburnt, covered in salt and sand and very happy. I remember the Red Rattler train fondly now, but at the time they were endured rather than adored. Noisy, hot and the hard leather covered bucket seats were sweaty to sit on. Obviously, as the name suggests, the train was red in colour and it had golden yellow whiskers and it rattled along the train line. Some say the rattle referred to the clackety-clack of the train on the tracks. But my memory is the rattle came from the heavy drop-down windows, which were just a little too thin for the window sashes. And so as the train moved along the railway line, the windows rattled so loudly it was impossible to have a conversation without yelling. The Red Rattlers were used across New South Wales and serviced the Hunter region for almost 50 years until about 2007. The diesel-fuelled passenger trains were actually built in Newcastle at the old Walsh Island dockyard on Newcastle Harbour. Today, the Red Rattlers are remembered for being a lovable workhorse, and they're a popular visitor at Steamfest. A beautifully restored Red Rattler proudly took part in the 30th anniversary of Hunter Valley Steamfest in 2016. While 
train spotters will have their most beloved train. There's little doubt the 3801, built during the Second World War, is one of the most iconic trains in Australian history. Pulling out of Central, the 38 is a grand sight. These logos are capable of 85 miles an hour, but 70 is the top track speed permissible. Roaring into the night, and singly capable of pulling the longest express train. Proud product of Australian engineers and artisans. The 3801 is Australia's most widely travelled steam locomotive, having visited every mainland state and territory. It was designed to haul express passenger carriages, including the Newcastle Flyer between Sydney and Newcastle. The 3801 was fast, capable of travelling at around about 135 kilometres per hour. In 1964, it famously set the record for the fastest rail journey between the two cities, which was completed in two hours, one minute and 51 seconds. The 3801 has been immortalised in a delightful short film called A Steam Train Passes, which you can find on the National Film and Sound Archive of Australia website. My favourite scene depicts train drivers shovelling coal with a heavy, dirty shovel into the firebox which powered the steam train. That same shovel is then hosed down and used as a makeshift fry pan to cook bacon and eggs on the coals which powered the train. It's such a lovely idea. The coals which powered the train were also used to cook the food to power the people who drove the train. Today, the 3801 is a very romantic-looking engine. It's a vibrant, glossy Art Deco green with yellow trim livery, and it's visited Steamfest fully restored in years gone by. One of the biggest drawcards of Steamfest is being able to jump aboard a steam train and take a ride along the picturesque railway lines of the Hunter region. Although, back in the day, the steam trains weren't just for a dreamy train ride. For Maitland locals, steam trains are remembered in more practical terms. Although, the practicalities weren't always about transport. Maitland boys wishing for luck were known to pile up three coins in a stack, a penny, halfpenny and threepence, and lay them on the train track. They would then wait for the steam train to pass, hoping the train would flatten the stack of three coins into one lucky charm. I wonder if anyone's got one of those lucky charms today. During the 60s, Maitland local Rod Morris remembers catching a steam train to work each day from Talara to the Hunter Waterboard. He recalls seeing the same faces in the same seats every day and playing cards with his mates. And he remembers how important it was to close the windows whenever the train would pass through a tunnel or under a bridge. Otherwise, the smoke from the coal-powered engine, which usually flowed above the passenger carriages, creating a smoky tail, would be sucked inside the carriage and cover the commuters and their cards in a layer of thick soot. 
Rod says if you look under any viaduct over the railway lines today, you'll still see the blackened, soot-stained bricks from the steam trains of long ago. So there you have it, why the annual Steam Fest belongs in Maitland and how it connects to our region's industrial history. You can visit Steam Fest, which is held annually at Maitland Railway Station. If you want to know more about the history of Maitland, pay a visit to the Maitland City Library. You can also learn more about the history of our town by listening to the other podcasts in the My Maitland series. <laughs>